been thinking about this series and thinking about the things that like my dad, uh, my mom, uh, my grandparents tried to instill in me. And I don't know about you, did you have a like a heavy teaching background? Like I didn't. I think mine was a little more heavy on the example side and then like like small very few subtle conversations. That was mine. I don't know. Some of you got a, like every Tuesday night lecture on how the universe works and how you're supposed to treat. It wasn't really that way for me growing up, but I learned a lot of these foundational lessons um, as I was growing up, and I'm still learning them. And, uh, and we talked about these are things that we can pass on to the next generation. And uh, so not, it's kind of become new to me because I got recent news that I'm going to be a dad soon. And uh, so we're uh, excited about that. So um, a few, uh, few close friends and family know, and then they're, they're all like, see, you have no idea what you're talking about there on Sundays. And now you're going to find out how little you really know, which is probably true. I, I can accept it. Um, so... The, today, what I want to talk about, as, a, as a, one of our foundations, we talked about respect, we talked about humility, and today, I want to talk about perseverance. Um, there's a lot of different words that you could use, but I'll just sort of settle on perseverance, or maybe you would call it um, grit. And how many, somewhere along the way in life, you realize that life is going to knock you down? And um, when I was growing up, we used to have this game that we played in elementary school. Um, did any of you uh, grow up playing this game called King of the Hill? Anybody? So King of the Hill, uh, Indian Hills Elementary School uh, in Grand Blanc. This was before we shifted to Flint. Um, I, I, I remember going to school and, and they, somehow you would find a mound. Uh, maybe, it was a, maybe it was a snow pile that was built up. Maybe it was an actual mound of dirt, whatever. But somehow you always found your way to this particular game. And uh, I still remember, um, I think they're actually coming back around, but these winter coats, do you remember the winter coats that were like a shiny, they, they really had two colors, orange or green? No, you don't remember those? And they had a fur hooded line. Does anybody remember these? And, and they were especially good for King of the Hill because you could get a hold of someone's hood, right? You could fling them off the top. Of the, does anybody remember this game? And uh, it, so I remember we, we were growing up playing King of the Hill and you were always getting thrown down, right? And, and the, the idea was it didn't matter, right? You just had to get back up and charge to the top and hope that you weren't going to get thrown down again. And you try to stay up there as long as you could until someone would knock you off. And there's a proverb about this. And in Proverbs 24, it says this, a, a, a good man falls down seven times, but he keeps getting what? Getting back up again. One of the most important things that we can pass to the next generation is this idea that life's going to knock you down. It just is. Now, you don't wish for that. You don't start for that. You don't hope for that. But the reality, how many can test to the reality? It's going to knock you down. Uh, uh, it's going to set you on your rear end a few times. Now, um, 
what we what we want to do and uh, you know my mom wanted to do for me you want to do for yours is you want to protect your kids it's an instinct and that's a very good instinct tell me you know what i'm talking about it's protect them i want to protect them it's kind of like you want to wrap them in what bubble cartons right and send them to school how many want to just wrap your kids in this styrofoam carton and make sure that everything's going to be okay my first day at that school um i was a new school and i was scared to go i don't know why i was scared to go it was just because it was new and i had never been does anybody know what we're talking about here i just I, we had moved from somewhere else and so now, now it's a new school i don't know anybody and uh i was crying and my mom was just like no honey you gotta go you know you gotta go i think she felt really bad she had to work you know and it was just you're gonna go and i evidently i don't remember t- as as well as she can tell it now but um Evidently, I was really, really upset, and so upset that it upset her. How many are with me on this, right? They're so upset, and you just want to bubble wrap them, right? You want to just drape these cartons around them so they're, they don't get hurt anymore. And, and so I went to school that day, and um, within, I don't know, a half hour, you know, we were playing King of the Hill and whatever. I was on the playground, and... By the time the the school day was over, I had made friends and went to their house to play. My mom comes home after a day of work, and I'm not home after school. And the last thing she remembers is me crying profusely about going. How many know where this is going, right? She's got the police, right? She's got everybody panicked, and she is all panicked. What happened to him? Where did he go? And um, here's here's what we learn, right? When you're going through, when life knocks you down, at the moment it happens, and this is what's so important, at the moment it happens, you think a certain way. You think a certain way. You think this is devastating. This is, this is, this is the end. This is, and a person that's trying to help you at that particular time can only do so much. And here's why. Because only until you get on the other side of that trial only can you see your life and see that particular trial differently how do you see it differently from this side one of the things is from this side going into a trial going into uh, a loss of some kind um, it's huge does anybody know what I'm talking about I mean, you can trace it all the way down to the little ones, right? The little ones when they lose their, their goldfish, right? It's a meltdown. But it's big in what? In their eyes. At that stage in your life, that's really a big deal. I remember when I, when I got cut from Little League Baseball, right? And it was all the neighborhood kids, and you just played in the neighborhood. And I went down there, and most of the kids were older, and I didn't grow up like playing, like a lot of these kids grew up with their, you know, their dads coaching them. So I just showed up. We moved to this new neighborhood, and I showed up, and I didn't make the team. How many know how devastated I was? I went home. I was absolutely, my brother made it. My other uh, stepbrother made it. I didn't. They were older than me. I just came out. I was just devastated. At the time, what? It's a huge deal. When you're at this point... 
it seems so big. So our tendency is what we want to do is we want to bubble wrap. We want to put styrofoam things around our kids. We want to make sure. And it's gotten to a point today, and some of you know this, where they have, you get medals for losing. Are you with me? You get medals for participating. You get a medal for getting out of bed, right? You get a medal for just getting your pajamas off, right? And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the instinct is right. The instinct to protect, to say you're valuable is right. But look here, look here. At some point, life knocks you down. It just does. At some point, you're not going to be there to catch them. At some point, life has a way of kicking you in the teeth. And when that happens, you, you go through something and, and it changes you. This is, by the way, as we, I'll, I'll, I could quote scriptures left and right and I will weave several in throughout. But this is all throughout the scripture. This is the, this is the story. You, you are here. You're a certain level. You're a certain level of a character of a person. You go through this. Right? Now, life knocks you down, you lose your job, you lose a relationship, you lose a loved one, you lose a promotion, right? Whatever it is, and you come home and you have this feeling like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Paul said it this way. Now, here he is over here. Over here, you've been through things. You can write about them. You can talk about them. If you're there, it's hard to even hear them. Paul says, testing, trials, suffering, right? I now consider boasting because it's the thing that changed the character of my life. If we aren't careful, what we want to do is we want to swoop in here, helicopter our kids over any trials and tribulations. Are you with me? Helicopter them over and drop them here. This is what this is the thing. There aren't shortcuts to character. And I'm not wishing difficulty. I'm, I'm, not, I'm just telling you if, you, if your eyes are open, that just happens in life. A little, I'll just do a quick survey. Anybody in this room ever got a raw deal? I mean, you just know it. You just like, it, just was, it, just, it, was, it was the township, it was the city, it was the neighbor, it was the boss, it was the government. But just at some point, you, you have to help them understand it. It just, what we want to have happen is if you do this, then this will work out, and then this will work out, and then this will be fabulous, and then this will happen. But that's really not how life works. And so you need something to get you, we'll use the carpet, right? To get you through this time. And that's called perseverance. Um, did anybody see the Winston Churchill movie that came out? I guess it was this year, you know, this year. So Churchill famously said, uh, you know, when you're going through hell, keep going. 
huh? That's really good advice when you think about it. Like, don't stay here. Don't moan. Just keep going, right? And so what I, what I brought um, is a, something hopefully to, to remind us. When you're going through something, one person said, when you're at the end of your rope, tie a knot and what? Hang on. Just hang on. There are reasons that we have certain sayings that almost become trite, and the reason is because they make sense. When you're at the end, right at the very end, you just make a, make a loop, you tie a knot, and you just hang on. And I'm telling you, this is the advice that we need, because everybody, everybody goes through things. And when you're going through it, you can't see clearly, you don't make good judgment. This, anybody? How many go through, and you're in the middle of this, and you made three or four really bad decisions, right? You hang on. You just hold on. And people are going to say things that you won't understand at the time, but they'll say, you're going to get what? Through this. And you're going to go, no, I'm not. I know I'm not. I'm not going to get through it. And they just say, yes, you are. You're going to get through this. I want you to just hang on. Perseverance it's not like you can go to a school and go, well, here's the, here's the five angles. It's just, it's just grit. You just hang on. You just get through it. Please, all of us, all of us, we become better people after we go through things. Which is why it says in Romans that things work out. Anybody ever tell you that? Things are going to work out, and you go, oh, no, they're not. No, no, they're not going to work out. Um, I think I have a, I think there's a bowl back there. Would you mind? All right. So, um, this is your, this is your little life, right? And all your life, you've been, right? Mom's been taking care of you, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, I don't want to go to this school. No, 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 he's going to get bumped there. And, and that's all good. All these, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, lovely assistant today. They're getting better by the day, huh? So, this is going to be really bad. I'm going to have egg on the Bible here. I think that's how... How many of you are nervous for me doing this? Isn't that bad? You ever been to a concert and you're like nervous for the guy up there? All right. I'm a little nervous for me too. Look at some people are like this. They're like, oh my word. Is he gonna... I've done it before. I don't... Okay. Hey. Here you are. All right. Anybody? This is... You get outside the carton and you take one on the noggin. Has this happened to you? And you can think about it. You can think, well, I was, I was 27, you know. I was, thir- I was 33. You can remember how it felt to get cracked. And then it felt even different to get what? Scrambled. And then we have a saying. You can't, what is it? Unscramble what? Eggs. You can't unscramble eggs. Once an egg is scrambled... 
It's scrambled. This is so important. Listen, why? Because for many of you, your life, it's been this thing. Your life has been like pursuing an idol of the perfect poached egg. I'm like a good poached egg. Huh? One of us? What's wrong with you people? Poached eggs? I mean, where you, or just you break the yolk over the toast and it's just... No? What do you guys do? Oh, anyway, whatever you have, it's just... And the yolk is intact and everything's there. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes along with a fork and starts poking at you. Right? And your little, little perfection thing is gone. But listen. At that point, at that particular point, you have a fundamental decision to make. The rest of your life, you're going to have pictures of poached eggs, you know, little perfect yolks hanging up around your house, and why you will never have a poached egg life, right? Or, or you can get introduced to the omelet. Brothers and sisters, who here can go with the omelet, right? Are you with me? I mean, a little spinach, a little bacon. Is anybody with me? A little tomato and a little white cheese. Perfection. Is anybody with me on that omelet right there? Throw in some green pepper. You can have the poached egg on that nasty piece of toast, right? Because all of a sudden, what? And here's, here's the idea. Nobody starts by scrambling their life. Nobody just throws their life into a blender. Life happens, and then what God does is he starts taking a little chopped up bit of this, a little mess over here, throws that in there, right? And next thing you know, out comes something that you couldn't have imagined before. Why does it say James chapter 1? Consider it joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. Because the testing of your faith produces perseverance. How do you learn to just hang on? You have to be in a trial. That's the only way. You can't go to a class on perseverance. You can't. It's just head stuff. You, you go through it and you hang on and you hang on and you hang on and you keep holding on and you reach and, and you say, God, I, I just hope you're at the other end of this rope and you hang on and what? When you get through it, the testing of your faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that you will be mature and complete not lacking what anything if you try to helicopter over this you get up here and now you got a big fat job and some money but you're lacking anybody ever met this person mr entitled right lacking a lot so it's hard if you're the person watching someone go through this. There's nothing pleasant about watching someone go through. But what you realize is it's this scrambling that leads to moving from the poached to the what? To the omelet. Now, okay, first of all, I hope this works out well. Put that right there and hope I don't knock it over. How do you 
actually sit down and talk to your kids about this stuff. You'll throw in bits and pieces here while they're here, but it's right here, right here, when, they, when this trial first begins, that all of a sudden, things change in everybody's life. All of a sudden, the first crack in the egg comes. Now all of a sudden, there's an opportunity there that wasn't here. It's here. What does God ultimately want for us? This is so important. God's not short on money. You know, God's not short on how... You know, all the things that we pray for down there, you know, I just want this and I want this and I want... These aren't challenges for God. What is he actually up to in our life? Making us what? Mature and complete. Let's say it's from James chapter 1, I think verse 3. Mature and what? Complete. One more time. Mature and complete. So until you go through this, you can't. Hear the story about the, um, the little caterpillar that's turning into a butterfly, right? And he's struggling and struggling and struggling to get out of this little confined, and you can just see the struggle of this caterpillar just trying to just emerge, just trying to become this beautiful butterfly. And so you'd say, you know what? I should help that little butterfly out. And you're reaching there. You can see some of the wings have already come out. And so you decide, I'm going to help them. I don't like to see this butterfly struggle. And you grab the, and you pull the butterfly out. What are you going to have? A half-developed butterfly. You can't, this is so hard. You can't, how many want to so bad? I went through a dark time in my life and my mom was like, I want to trade places with you so bad. And you can't. You can't speed this up. Patience and perseverance are inextricably linked together. Ready? Patience and per- Why? Because it's like, okay, I'll go through, but let's make it like a, a day. Now let's make it like, let's wrap this thing up. God, let's wrap this thing up in a weekend. Anybody with me? Mm. Must finish its work. Must complete its work. So that, and here's the hard thing for all of us. When you're here, do you think you're mature and complete? Answer is, yeah, we do. We think, I, I got it. I pretty much got it. I'm like 14. Anybody with me? I pretty much got it. And what we realize is like there's so much, there's so much more. And it's only here that you realize a couple of things. That which seems so big over here now seems a lot, what? I mean, me not making Little League Now? It's, it's, it, it, it almost doesn't exist. It's just a story to tell. 
And the, and the closer it is to you, I get it, the more raw it, it can be and the more raw. But what you go, it'll go from feeling ginormous to feeling small. From feeling like a dead end, this is it. There is no hope. The egg has been scrambled. It, it's over. My, my family will never be, the, whatever it is, it feels like this is the end. It goes from feeling like the dead end to, wait a minute, this is a cool route. Huh? Anybody ever been diverted before? Right? And all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, here's a new road. I never, I never, wow, this is a mountain pass. This is beautiful up here. I never would have come down this road if I wouldn't have experienced what? The dead end. The dead end turns into a diversion which turns into a divine destiny. From here... It feels like a step down. This is vital. I feel like my, my, life, my, my life went from here to here. And over here, it feels like, what? A step up. Why? Because the things that used to matter so much over here don't matter the same. Has this happened to you in some degree? Please say it's happened in some small degree. That over here, you valued some things that were so important to you. It was, being, it was being perfect. It was being religious. It was being rich. It was being loved. It was having cool hair. It was whatever. Are you with me? And over here, it's like, I don't have any hair. <laughs> that egg got cracked. Are you with me? Things just, and all of a sudden, you go, like, why did I value? Why? Now over here, you're a different person. Uh, I was a little kid. I think I told you I used to I used to be in a boxing group, Flint, the Flint Police Athletic League. And um, one time we had a we had a boxing tournament up in in Canada. And I was a little kid. I I didn't know much about anything. We went down to go for the boxing match and. Uh, uh, we were going to meet at the Kmart parking lot. I still remember it. And uh, my coach was going to meet there. And my, my mom, we drive down there. And we were in the parking lot. They, you know, they didn't have cell phones in these days, of course. And the coach wasn't there. And I'm like, I missed the, I missed the ride to the, the tournament. And uh, I just was, I was devastated, right? Like, it was such a big deal to me. And here I was probably, I don't know, maybe I was in like seventh grade, sixth grade, I don't know. And um, I was just crying. I was so upset, you know, that I'd worked so hard to get to this tournament and now I was going to miss it. And so um, my mom takes me, uh, we lived in Flint, she drives me downtown Detroit, puts me on a Greyhound bus, right? Um, now, by now, it was the morning. They were going to leave in the morning and, and sort of drive up. It was way up into Canada. Uh, and I think it was Sudbury. Sudbury, if you guys know. Um, and uh, so I was going to go up to Sudbury for a fight. And I had no idea where that was or anything. My mom just drops me off at it because I just, I just was relentless. I'm like, Mom, I have to go. Are you with me? I have to be. I think I just wore her out. She drives me downtown, gets me on a Greyhound bus, gives me a brown paper bag, I still remember it had a sandwich and an orange in it. Are you with me? 
And uh, it was an all-night bus ride with all these stops to get up to Sudbury. And I get off at the Greyhound. Now, my, my coach, is, he's, he doesn't know where I'm at. He just figured that he did, he's chicken. He didn't want to fight or whatever it is. And they're, they're gone, and I don't know how to get a hold of them. I'm just at the Greyhound station in Sudbury, <laughs> right? And uh, my orange is gone. My sandwich is gone, right? So I just have my gym bag and my picture of Sugar Ray Leonard framed in my duffel bag, right? And uh, I just start walking down the road, right? And I'm thinking, I just got to find where this fight's at. And I'm walking down the road, and all of a sudden, my coach goes by this way. <laughs> He's like, I think I know that kid. So he turns around, he picks me up. And uh, to, this, here's, to this day, to this day, um, I remember what he talked to me about. And it was about what? Perseverance. I lost right? It was about perseverance. It's like, you, you never, ever quit. You just keep holding on. You keep finding a way. You just keep hanging in there. You grab a paper bag, right? You get a sandwich. You just, you just stay in there. And I don't know how to say this any other way because there's no simple, easy way to say it. In, in, in Hebrews, it says it this way. Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross. He endured it. He wanted to opt out, right? He wanted a helicopter over. He prayed about it, everything. He just endured. And here's the thing I just want to say. This is, in some ways, the most foundational thing for us. It's a great reminder for all of us. It's an incredible thing for our kids When you're going through a difficult time, you just hang on. God is holding on to the other end of that rope. And he said, I'll never leave you, and I'll never, what? Forsake you. Right? What did Jesus say on the cross? My God, my God, why have you, what? Forsaken. If you think Jesus felt like God had forsaken him, do you think you will feel like that at times? Yeah, you will. Of course you will. But you need to know, you just hold on. You're going to get through this. And when you get to this side, when you get to this side, you're going to find something in you that didn't exist here. 